Welcome to the suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And this, this is, is Suburban, Suburban Podcast. Podcast. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. All right. Have fun and enjoy. Let's get to it. having an extended conversation and then we decided that maybe we should record yep we should have been recording we had some good shit but um we were talking about how we choose to identify some people make it a big thing where they don't know if they want to be identified as a black american or african american or if that's interchangeable but i consider myself african american or black, same thing to me. But uh, I do, so I guess, I. I can see the importance in, I guess, putting on for your, your descendants. So, you know, being African American. <laughs> putting on. <laughs> Repping the set. <laughs> Repping your clit. <laughs> but <laughs> it is what it is, I guess. I mean, to me, it's the same thing. It is, but I guess... Some people are. Some people just know more. It doesn't negate blackness. I just hate when people are like, "Don't don't call me black. I'm just an American." It's like, bro, I get what you're trying to say, <laughs> but we know you're from here. Like clearly, you live here and you have a very American accent. But your ancestors, <laughs> right? Where are they from? They made you look a certain way, right? Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't care. I don't feel any kind of way if anyone says African American or black. Now, how do you feel about when somebody says something off the wall, like slavery was a choice? (laughs) Uh, let me tell you how I felt when I heard that. Um, it felt real coming from Kanye specifically. Um, it felt real, um, number one dismissive, but it felt like he was, it felt like he made that statement because he's trying to immerse himself into whiteness. Um, he, I felt like he said that because he's trying to make himself more acceptable to white people. And to do that, a lot of the times black people have to almost like a jab at their blackness yeah and they have to kind of neutralize it you know what i'm saying like not necessarily absolve it completely but but doing things and saying things like that kind of lets other white people know like oh he's not you know fist in the air he's he's just normal he's regular and it's just like (laughs) which is so weird because his whole career he was fist in the air 
Like his dad was a Black Panther. Bro. And then like a couple a couple months ago, the ones in the pictures of his dad, him, and North at the uh, African American Museum in Washington. Was it? Yeah, because people were posting videos like, I just met Kanye and showing it. I did not know that. But, like, it's so... The thing that I read into it was, he's not so much... Well, I mean, of course, he's trying to put on for certain people. But also that he's trying to be deeper than what he really is. Yeah, I think And so he doesn't have the vocabulary to say certain things. So you wind up saying things that... Outlandish. (laughs) Right. Like, and then, like, when he tried to clean it up a little bit and he was saying, I was talking about mental slavery or whatever, it's like, bro, but you you totally missed that chance and... And then I didn't People like, are done with it. I didn't like how he was on Twitter and he kind of followed that whole statement up with, you know, I freed over so this many. So, and I'm just like, what do you mean? You mm-hmm. might have opened us up to a new world of uh, of rap and music, but what do you mean? Right. What, what, like, I don't understand who he thinks he is right now. I, I'm so lost because... Like, first off, I mean, it goes without saying. Like, this is how you know it was crazy. Because even the Candace Owens chick was like, I mean, he speaks for himself. Like, she didn't even want to get on the slavery was a choice thing. Like, I think it's like Klansmen that would be like, yeah, I don't know about that. Like, that's like one of those, a bridge too far. Or I think Kanye doth protests too much. Like, it's some weird, like... Yo, that's like, and you can't play with stuff like that. You really that, can't. That's the scary thing because, though, at this point, he's now vocalizing white nationalist talking points, which and is very different from being a Republican or conservative, which I don't for a second believe that Kanye West is a conservative. There is nothing conservative about him at all. But then again, also, Donald Trump, there's nothing conservative about Donald Trump, and they have accepted him. There's nothing conservative about this Roseanne. Is this is true. But they are putting on and they are putting money in these but people's pockets. That's Damn. white privilege, though. Kanye wants white privilege. That's the scarier that's thing. That's what he's doing. But he's that's the thing, though. White privilege will get you a lot when you're white. But how far is it really going to get him? And the whole time, like, I was... Like, because I did watch the whole TMZ thing. Because I was... Like, not even, like, trying to get clarity of it, but I was just like, I have to see this in real time. I did, too. I did. I watched that. I listened to Charlemagne's interview. I listened to Charlemagne, the show they did, talking about the interview on Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. Like, just trying to hear how different people feel. Of course, a lot of black people are like, what the fuck? But Charlemagne said it, too. He was just like, he, he has a brilliant mind, and he has all these, um different thoughts but he doesn't know how to articulate well at all which is weird because as like all bullshit aside he's one of the greatest artists of all time like especially of our time right and the idea that the dude that cultivated all these amazing albums and wrapped them up in a bow and gave them to us can't articulate himself in real time right it's this person who who gets his message out via communication can't 
communicate like right. how are you such a poetic lyricist but you and i know people will say that well he doesn't write his rhymes but he does yeah he does he writes his rhymes and he he makes the beats from scratch and then he the way he uses samples is different from any other person everything about his his art is different from a lot of people in in the in the genre like Kanye is is really unparalleled right now which is which makes it just so weird that it's like that you can't have a but but it makes it weird that you can't sit down with him and really get to the root of what he's saying because his articulation is lost but at the same time I think that is a reflection of where he's at mentally still yeah like to me to me the issue is still rooted in mental unruliness like he he's not he's not at a mental point of clarity so you, you can hear that in his conversation so yeah. for, for him to to be speaking with people in an interview setting and you can't really convey what you're trying to say is is very weird because Kanye is a very straightforward kind of dude, right? Like, cut and dry. So, but the the even weirder thing to me, all right. For one, I did notice on the on the TMZ one, he clearly wasn't on medication, and he even mentioned it where he said the thing like I took a nine eleven yesterday, so I just so people couldn't say I'm acting crazy or something like that. And on the Charlemagne interview, he was definitely on medication you can tell yeah the Charlemagne interview felt weird to me it wasn't like he was drugged or anything but he was he was actually able to somewhat express himself he was on a cloud I felt like it's like and I wish I wish he could just come out and just say really what what's going on because it's clearly something. Right. And I think that's why we can't just dismiss everything. Like, I mean, dismiss the bullshit as bullshit, of right. course. But there is something else at play going on right now. And it's clear. And no Kardashian machine can cover up whatever's going on. Yeah. And then the way he just threw out the whole liposuction thing was like the weirdest thing I've ever heard. It was. Like, it. it I mean, do what you want to do, but it just—it just didn't feel like Kanye. It just don't right. feel like Kanye. Like the whole idea that Kanye West is afraid of what somebody else is gonna say about him being fat. Number one, I didn't even—I didn't. Everyone kept saying how he gained weight. I didn't even really feel like he got like super out of line with his weight gain. No. Like, so you went through some shit and you gained some weight. That's normal. Like, right. work it off though. And that's also could be a side effect of the medication true weight gain yeah that too and like it's just it's all it's it's the weirdest thing i've ever seen and also did you read the ta-nehisi coates uh essay about him Mm -mm. but he was like he went more into detail he kind of went to how kanye is reaching for the level of whiteness where he's able to do certain things without reproach from anybody He's almost like at that Michael Jackson status. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. 
was I feel like we're watching him lose himself to gain whiteness and everything that comes with it. That never ends well. And then the whole time also I was just thinking I'm not black, I'm Kanye. Okay. Like Wow. Like that You know, and that that makes me like speaking of that, that makes me really wonder about his dynamic with Jay Z now. Cause he you know, he talked about that too with Charlemagne saying like, Oh, they still, you know, talk but they had they aren't in a space where they're sitting down with each other face to face right now. And you know, Charlemagne was asking him about that. He was like, "Oh, you know, it'll it'll come, it'll happen." Yeah. So I feel like Jay Z has distanced himself for a good reason, right? <laughs> but that that also is kind of sad. It is because it's somebody that clearly. But I mean, it's only so much you can do when when there's underlying issues that you have to to get through. Right. But it's. I don't know, man. Like <laughs> the way this story is wrapping out, I never. I don't know, man. I never thought it would get to like this, this type level, like to where it's like we're questioning it if this dude. And then the whole poopity scoop song. I haven't even listened to it because I have had no interest. Yeah, but I have seen all the memes and spoofs and. <laughs> Look, uh, all right, this might be my stand coming out of me, but yo, that's oh, all fire, man. Oh Look, my god, <laughs> the beat, like what I really think is happening, I, which I don't even know what's gonna happen at this point, but I think that's a reference track, and he just released it to troll people. Mm. Because have you ever heard his I mean, reference I've heard, tracks? I've heard people saying that, yeah. like where he'll he'll. Like, he'll just be doing the melody, and then he'll go back and he'll put the words in. And, yeah. Because the way that beat sounds, like, I guess since you haven't heard it, that beat is so classic Kanye. I'm convinced he's just trolling. I hope so. And I hope he puts out some dope-ass music this What time. if, like, this album is, like, the greatest album of all time? We and all then- <laughs> be so conflicted. Like, what it's do we like, do? It's be like, yo, you heard that Kanye? And then nobody, what if, you know, what if this is all like a, a ploy to to get white people's attention just so they listen to his music? I have thought about that, and not that white people don't already listen to his right. music. But that's the other weird thing. It's like Kanye was, but he hasn't put out music really. I mean, he put out Life of Pablo. Life of Pablo. That he, was what? That was what? Two thousand fourteen one. Yeah, that was that was early no, relationship stages with Kim. He hasn't put out music as Kim's husband and a father of two. You know what I'm saying? Right. His his world is different now. Because even like with Yeezus, like the lead up to Yeezus before we heard any of the songs, I thought it was going to be because he had just had North. I thought it was going to be like, all right, we're going to get fatherly yay which I, I was excited for because Ye as a father is I would I would listen to that album I would definitely listen to that album because hell Jay-Z just released his best album That's what I'm in saying, what, like three albums marriage and parenthood really changes artists and the the music that they put out so I was just like I wonder if you know he's trying to finally reach out to white people now that he has half well they're not white 
I mean, that's they are. It's like they they're are, white, but, they but they're not. It's like they're like a white with a little bit of seasoned salt, right? Like Armenians are. I mean, I guess they're they're not even like they're not Arabic, but they're not white. It's not European either. What is it? I know, like <laughs> somebody help. <laughs> If anybody's listening, they can call in next time and we got get the I mean, Armenian perspective of <laughs> what's going on. I'm trying to think of like Armenian people that most of them are kind of like not super brown skin, but like, I mean, they're from like they the, look ethnic. Race world. and ethnicity are just are but, they is it fluid? <laughs> are there really actual definitive lines with every kind of? All right. Did you see the Rachel Dozal? Uh... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Surely did not. Okay. Um, I watched that foolishness. It was on Netflix, right? Yeah. Boy. And like, so like, basically, she's broke, which is hilarious. <laughs> like, she can't find jobs. She can't make money. That's her own fault. Did nobody tell her to get them micro braids, bro? Like, and then. They finally release her book and the thing, and they shade her so bad. She got a book? They said the book upon release only sold 596 copies. (laughs) So basically, they paid more money to print them books than she ever gonna make. Like, she is. All right. I wonder so, who bought them books. I know. 596 books. And you know, she probably bought like 10, you know, just. For the, for the sake of... Uh, but the weirder thing is that she's making her money now by doing black hair, which low-key that... Excuse is, me? Uh, it's it's mind-blowing. Excuse me? Oh, I mean, okay, so I'm... Uh, okay. See, I got you now. I got you wrapped I'm in. not... I'm, <laughs> I'm not all the way mad at that because I feel like there are a lot of white cosmetologists that should know how to do all kinds of hair including black hair and I feel like that is hard to find when you go to a black hairstylist or cosmetologist they know all the rims all the textures so I mean that that's I mean I would go to a if I had a interests me a little bit I I would like to know what's going on there but it's like like I'm watching this thing and I mean I'm just I don't <laughs> like it's weird like oh I don't I, I understand that like sexuality and gender is can be fluid mm-hmm. I understand that logic I don't know if race could be fluid and she's arguing it and I think it's just because she got caught that she's making this argument that it's fluid and well not even fluid that she's black and the, I, don't, I don't think it can be fluid in that way. Because also, like, she chose she chose that. But the weirder thing right. is if she was if she wanted to be an ally, her being white was way more of a a helpful thing than her pretending to be black. Right. Like where did where did what did her pretending to be black get her? Nowhere. And then, like, all right, she adopted that, uh, her, I guess it was her foster brother or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she also had a child with, uh, her first husband. So the child is mixed. And 
in the documentary, she's also pregnant again. Hmm. So, we get to, after the baby is born, apparently in Washington State, you automatically go by whatever your mother is. So, if even if your father is black. It's different in, in every state. I thought it was yeah. the same for all of USA. It, it varies in different states. For census reasons. I guess, and then just other. It's it's kind of weird. It is weird. It's one of those outdated things. But uh, so she's sitting in a hospital bed, and she she's saying, I just don't want to put the baby's race as white. Because I feel like it doesn't... She said, I'm going to remain unapologetically black. And I was like, bitch, but you ain't black. Whoa. <laughs> How you unapologetic about some shit you ate? I want to know, when did she start feeling like she was black? Like, I was halfway paying attention to the thing. And I was halfway not because I was like, this shit is just ridiculous. But apparently, like... Her parents had foster kids or whatever, and some of them were black. And her biological brother was, uh, I believe, abusing some of the kids. Hmm. And so after that situation, she took in the boy and she raised him as her son. Like, I have no issue with that, but her young, her younger son was explaining. He was like, it just it wasn't like just one day. She woke up and she was like, I'm just black. It like, it slowly started. Like, her first husband used to get mad when she would wear, like, dashikis and stuff. Now, mind you, he was black. But he, she she said this. She was like, but uh, he only viewed me as a white woman. Like, that's how all of us are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck else she, was he supposed to be? You right. And also that's dangerous logic too to try to make it be like that to use trans uh, terms for your own gain is kind of messed up but what is the gain though that's still the question what is the gain ain't no value in being black (laughs) here I was just gonna say nothing but pain and suffering and then the other thing is, it really just feels like blackface. It's like, yo, I can literally go in, I can buy all this shit, and I can be black. And then this one woman was telling her, he was like, she was like, that's the ultimate idea of white privilege. Yeah. The idea that you can just that black dress can up bald. as somebody and you're that. That is a costume that you can just put it on and claim it. Right. And listen, I'm all for it. Okay, if she wants to claim it, I hope she gets discriminated against. Uh, you know, everything that comes with being black, good and bad, I hope she experiences. Oh, she's, I doubt she will, though, because no one is looking at her like she's black. But the most messed up thing to me is that she's using her children as scapegoats. Yeah, and, and clearly they're like her older son is he was going to Howard or something and he was just catching hell and shit and then her youngest son was in uh middle school they're teasing him and everything like cuz of her oh and then like he was saying that yeah and then he was saying all she has to do is just say I'm white and people would get over people would leave her alone right and like I, I don't know like 
oh, the idea that a white woman could be as knowledgeable about black culture and black history because she does have that. Because that's how we found her. She was like teaching an African American studies class yeah, or something. Yeah, and she was uh, the head of the NAACP. <laughs> <laughs> What, about what happened was like she started reporting those hate crimes and then it just it it, it was intense um yeah so I don't think <laughs> that you can choose your race um so the the question we first were asking was is is rape and es- race and es- ethnicity Jesus, if I could get it out, is that fluid because there are so many lines that are crossed, but right. not fluid in the sense that you can go back and forth and you can change to whatever you want or you can morph into whatever you want. Because, I mean, when we're talking about sexuality being fluid, it's pretty much meaning that you're open right. and not directly attached to being attracted to just one thing. Exactly. So with race, I mean, you can't just be open to whatever race you want to be and decide that's what you're going to do for the day. And, and it's also it. about how people treat you. Right. That's like, I'm your I'm, place in society. Right. Like if you have, if you're biracial and you appear to be black, people will treat you like you're black. You don't get to just be like, well, no, people are usually just going to treat you a certain way for good or for bad. They're going to treat you like right. you're a black person. Right. If you're white passing, people will treat you like you're, you're white. white. Yeah, absolutely. And that's more so, I think, what, like the idea about race being a made-up construct is true, but it's about how people view that construct mm-hmm. and how people treat that person. And that's where colorism that. comes in. Right. Like, it's, like, I understand that it's a deeper thing but the idea that I had never heard of anybody trying to be black <laughs> like never and that's why I'm still just like this really happened this is and also this is the craziest thing in the uh, in the interview I mean in the, in the documentary <laughs> this guy brings her in to speak at a college or whatever and he's talking and he's a black guy he has like dreads or whatever and he's like, and I wanted to bring you in because at times it may sound weird. I feel like I'm whiter and a woman. And I was like, wait, wait what? And I was like, so it's more. And then he was saying, excuse me. And then the black people in the audience, that's the funniest video I've ever seen. The reaction. Because like, it's just one, they show this one woman. Everybody be in that Atlanta clip. <laughs> Dude, is exactly. Oh my god! <laughs> you look like Drake Malfoy. <laughs> but like, I was like, "Wait, what?" Oh my god! And then like, so I was just thinking, it's like, and he was saying, "You'll start hearing more stories about things like this." And I'm like, "Really? Like that's ridiculous." So this black man with dreads. Felt like he was a white woman. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. Like, so he's moving through life as a white woman in his head. Yeah. But that, his black skin and his dreads, I ain't gonna let him be able to do that. No. 
I want to like, know. I want to talk to that young man. I know. He's like, yo, forget <laughs> this whole interview. I want, like, let's, she should, like, the documentary should just instantly change to, like, all right, now we're just going to follow this guy around. <laughs> right. Like, I want to know. Say, they need to do a documentary with him next. And then, like, after it, I was just thinking, like, maybe, not to say that. It really does exist, but maybe there are more people out here that really. But I just don't. How do you get to that point? That just sounds like a psychological disconnect. Like, but if you think about it, there are definitely people that take on other cultures. I know tons of. Uh, I mean, there are well, tons I mean, of that's white different white taking people on that cultures. Uh, fetishize like Asian culture, definitely Native American yeah. culture. I just ain't never seen when white you, people okay, black when, culture. When you say taking on, like those, we're, we're not talking about appropriating, or or are we? Or is it kind of mixed in there? It's mixed in, but it's appropriation to the max. It's like culture to me is is so deep. Like what culture is? Like Southern culture is a culture. Right. So if you move from north to south, you embrace Southern culture. That's not appropriation. You're just adapting. Right. So when you're saying these white people are choosing, you know, Asian culture, specifically Korean, what is that? That's not an adaptation if they're not actually in Korea. Right. But I think, like, if you take on, it's just like when people take on Western, I mean, Eastern, like, mysticism, like, yoga and stuff, and they, mm. like, they take on, like, Buddhism and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, yo, bro, you raised... Baptist, what are you mm-hmm. like? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that I think it is a fetish, but even like I can understand at base level the ideas of a fetish. It's just like it's something you seek out and it turns you on. But the idea like that admiration you would, or just I think it's fueled by admiration. Like I most times I think appropriation. We use the word appropriate too much. I think an appreciation misused. I think an appreciation for another culture is nothing wrong with that. But I think once you try to put yourself within that culture Mm -hmm. and make you synonymous with that culture, that's when you're crossing lines. Yeah, there's a level of respect that comes with embracing another culture. And I think not um signing yourself up to be one of those people is part of that respect like you you have to understand that you can admire and and partake but still understand that that's not yours right man that shit was deep (laughs) like i'm still just like the world is weird man and i don't know 2018 2018 is the weirdest, like, I don't know, man. Everything <laughs> Every is day just... it's something new that is like, really? Everything. That exists. Every day, something deep and complex that we have never heard of is just out there. Oh. Oh. All right, we got to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Mind fucked.
a.k.a. Donald Glover, a.k.a. the most talented man in uh, Hollywood right now. It was kind of his weekend. He uh, hosted Saturday Night Live and was the musical guest. Oh, he was on SNL. I didn't know that. Really? You didn't see any of it? Mm-mm. It was impressive. So, did he actually perform This mm-hmm. Is America on yeah. SNL? Uh, he performed this at This Is America and another track, Saturday, which... That's my jam, like, uh, like Michael Jackson, Prince, mm. like mm-hmm. modes. But it's like a happy, like that's gonna be one of the songs of the summer. You can okay. tell. Okay. And during the performance of "This Is America" on there, he also released a video for "This Is America." Look at him. And also, um, you know who his frequent um, collaborator is. It's that Swedish guy. I can't remember his name, but he did the soundtrack to Black Panther. Did he? Yeah. He's the one that helped write Redbone. I was just going to ask about that. So, like, you know, in This Is America, like, the African chants and stuff. Yeah. That was all. Like, that's that dude. That dude's mad talented, too. That's what's up. I'm here for Childish Gambino. Um, I just... I watched, so I watched I watched the video twice for the first time this morning, actually. Thoughts? And I still feel like I need to watch it a couple more times. Because I missed the white horse that everyone talked about. I mean, I missed it, too. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh. I didn't see it until, I, you know, memes and, and stills came out. But, you know, it's because I do love, like, like Bible. Uh, like, I was a Bible nerd when I was younger. And that was my first introduction to history. So, like, those references and things have always interested me. Especially the book of Revelation, because when I was a kid, the book of Revelation was the scariest thing in the world. See, I was raised in the church, but I, I'm going to be honest, not a whole lot of it really stuck with me. Really? I was in, like, more of, like, a, you were raised Baptist? Yep. I was raised... Pentecostal, uh, non-denominational. So I was raised in like the speaking in tongues, like full blown. Oh, I mean, you know that happened, but like it was, it was, and then plus my mom was really religious. So, so was mine. So we were. I, I have a weird relationship with it. But a lot of those things still stick with me, even if I don't I don't go to church or anything anymore. It's still a lot of that is still ingrained in me. You know, I honestly think I from a super young age, I just felt like church was a show. I think I felt like everything about church felt forced to me. Yeah. Like how we had to dress, um, how we had to act, you know, when you're supposed to go up and accept, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the Lord is your savior, savior and get baptized. And, you know what I'm saying? I, I just always felt like no one really was there to embrace um, your own personal relationship, which, of course, I mean you can't expect people to, to be there to push you in your personal relationship. 
because that's a personal relationship. But I feel like church is supposed to be the place to do that. Right. Like I feel you like would think that would be the place to where you can people would always be worried about the wrong shit in church. Like, oh, you know, why why I'll never see you standing up and clapping during a sermon and why right. you don't never catch the Holy Spirit and what what are, are you and I'm just like, why are you so worried about what I'm doing in church? Also, I think it's because a lot of the times a lot of the people a lot of people that wrap themselves completely in like the religious like uh I guess the laws or whatever or they kinda that's all they have. I'm not dismissing it, but that's kinda that's what their life is. So they feel like they're kind of the patrol of <laughs> their religion and they gonna you know, they gotta get us young saints in, in order. That's not fair. It's not fair. Not and not to do it in that kind of way. And what I felt like was, especially at our church, but really at most churches, I think they they push the idea that you can come as you are. But they don't really mean that. But that didn't mean anything to anybody. That it just it sounds good to say that, mm-hmm. and it sounds like you mean well when you say that. But still, people still got super dressed for church or still people weren't comfortable with you know telling everything that they were going through in their lives so i'm just like what really is church for other than to socialize at this point and and that's kind of how that's the reason why i removed myself from church for the last couple years because i just can't i can't find the genuity in it. it it just doesn't feel organic or genuine it feels i have noticed that i mean i've gone to a couple of services at like some more modern uh multicultural Mm -hmm. church we're gonna use those words non-denominational non-denominational multicultural (laughs) um service (laughs) where they you know they play a couple records they you know motown hits and you know things that bring people together now those places you can really come as you are. Yeah. Which I mean that's why they're attractive to younger people because it's homie Terrell yep. is here to join us with uh-huh. his fancy camera and to add in on whatever the fuck we talking about I mean and I ain't gonna flex you know I, I saw somebody was like you know it's gonna go over a lot of folks head and I remember the first time watching it I was like I really have to watch and it probably took me and I, I didn't even watch I don't know if I watched the whole thing or like the half version trailer 
version of it. But I know, and it's and it's exactly what he wants to happen. I got distracted at the beginning yeah. by everything he was doing, and right. that was and that's what I was saying earlier. I didn't even see the white horse. Oh really? I never I saw, saw, I saw the saw white that. horse. That was when I was like, oh shit, I need to turn around. And somebody said that scissors at the end. Scissors is in there sitting I in the car get, watching him dance. Yeah, yeah. She looked at the camera too and everything. You didn't even see her. I didn't. Big hair. It was. I, I mean, you didn't like, see her either. I didn't. I thought is that scissor? But I black didn't. women are invisible. See, damn no. it. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> damn it! I didn't want to be like all uh, hipster uh, black women with puffy hair or scissor. I didn't oh, want to do that. That's a great comeback. So. Like now, that's really what I was thinking. I was like, "Is this?" And that I was, was like, her. Nah, I'm tripping. No, her whole face. <laughs> her, her whole face. You can't deny that. that it was SZA. SZA so fine too. I was gonna um, I was gonna read some of these tweets. It's so funny. Uh, Kanye West shared his um video. Some of the tweets. Somebody has said some. You know how we talked about last time. People just love finding shit to be mad about. <laughs> So I had replied to somebody's comment because it sounded like they were a little mad. Um, <laughs> Just a little bit. About what? So this dude posts Childish Gambino releases one thought provoking video with This Is America, and all of a sudden he's better than Kanye and a genius. Hey. So I responded. I said, I mean, his previous albums plus his single. Back up the genius claim, not and just plus, this single and this video, he's able to and his show. I said, and not to mention his show Atlanta. Yeah, like we cannot deny Childish Gambino's and his stand up. Yeah, and his yes. stand like his body work definitely, and also and even his music. We cannot deny his I, intellect. I also really, I, I had wondered before. I was like, what can this dude do? And I used to think yeah. it was maybe he can't dance. Apparently that's not uh I can throw that one out. This choreography shows otherwise. Right. Bro, like he was he, he, he can do the shoot. I still I, can't do the shoot. <laughs> shoot, shoot, shoot. I can't do it. I cannot like, do it. He was killing it, bro. Well, you kinda got uh, uh he was issues. I don't my it. coordination is not nah. let me see. Y'all so <laughs> She says uh, Childish Gambino took the internet by storm this weekend with the release of his new single This Is America and its accompanying music video loaded with haunting images of black oppression and gun violence true fans unpack the subtle references on Twitter with many proclaiming the rapper whose real name is Donald Glover as one of the most important voices of this generation I just want to shout out to black Twitter real quick black Twitter yeah. is fucking amazing it really is. Black Twitter is like the news to me. Like, if I get on Twitter before I get on Facebook, Twitter didn't talk about it first. So she goes on and she says, in case you missed it, below are some of the most talked about references in This Is America in order of appearance in the video. So the first one is titled Calvin the Second. Viewers initially confused actor and musician Calvin the Second, who plays the guitarist in the video's opening shot, the father of Trayvon Martin, the unarmed black teenager shot to death in florida in 2012 by george zimmerman who isn't he still free yeah okay let's continue well he, um actually he just got arrested for stalking wow okay anyway the second one is the warehouse that everything takes place in 
says this is America is set entirely in a drab warehouse, which some viewers interpreted as the country's foundation built on synthetic white supremacy and oppression. I can see that. Much of this seems to take place in a building slash warehouse where the foundation and support systems, the beams are mostly white. Some veteran childish Gambino fans pointed out similarities to his 2011 freaks and geeks music video, which also takes place in a warehouse. Hmm. Yeah, you gotta go back and look I at do. The, the I only seen it twice, like I said. Gambino. And then I watched it like right when I woke up because I was like, I find it, I need to. I feel like I need to go ahead and watch this. The only thing, also, when you go back into his discography, he's come a long way as a rapper. He has. Oh yeah. Because I Absolutely. remember the first time I started listening, I was like, ah, kind of like the comedy better uh, as a rapper <laughs> and as a singer. Um. Yeah. That's, that's he can sing his ass all now. Okay, so the third. Is Fela Kuti? Yeah, that's the, um. We went to see Black Panther. That's the shirt I was wearing. Okay. And then Beyonce also shouts out a lot of Fela Kuti. That sounds familiar. Yeah, he uh, his most famous strike is probably Zombie. Like that's what Beyonce did. The band was performing. Zombie okay. Okay. At Coachella. So basically, they're saying that him being shirtless is. Mm-hmm. Paying homage to. So this video features a shirtless childish Gambino donning a gold chain necklace and trousers that give off a 70s vibe. His look appears to be inspired by the late Fela Kuti, a Nigerian musician dubbed Africa's answers to answer to handle by one artist critic. Fela Kuti reverberates in childish Gambino's body. Civil rights activist Michael Skolnick wrote on the video on Twitter, it is art at its highest form, still in awe. And then Fela Kuti is dope. If you go back and listen to, because the way he used bands and trumpets, especially like Beyonce and Jay Z, also they uh they had a Broadway show they produced with Will Smith about his life. I didn't know that. Yeah, did not know that. Um, the fourth one is African Dance, which I immediately that's the first thing I mm-hmm. noticed. Um, fans were obsessed with Childish Gambino's nod to African dances, including Shoki and Guara Guara, a style of dance popularized in South Africa and featured in Rihanna's 2018 Grammys performance. Childish Gambino reeks of talent. Um, that was a tweet from someone. I love the part where those kids dance Shoki and Guara Guara. Others pointed out how dance tends, dance trends can distract from the life or death situations affecting black communities. Childish Gambino's This Is America spoke to me as a black South African woman. Another tweet. Women being <clears throat> women being hunted and killed while society does the guara guara. Mm. That was I think that was the biggest takeaway is that I think that's the, the, the main dance, one that a lot dance, of people know. Yeah, I think that was the easier one. Uh I mean you definitely educated me on a few of them different points in that. Because my, my especially the shirtless thing. Because I was like, why is he shirt? I knew it meant something, mm-hmm. but I couldn't but he, the dots myself. he's been doing that for a lot of like since pretty much Awaken My Love he's mm-hmm. been yeah. doing that. but that is a reference to mm-hmm. Cootie. yeah that makes sense but the whole dancing thing I think it's so prevalent right now cause what I mean every month there's a new dance that's taking the, right. the country by storm I mean no matter what is happening what do they want us to do? They want us to nay nay for them. They want us to dab for them. Or, or not even they want us, but we end up 
focusing more on like what's the hot damn we shoot one month but I think that's, but that's, that's our culture it, 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 that's it, it, our culture but that also I think is a thing of us trying to find a way to deal with double edged sword yeah, exactly like we, we have to find it. we need an outlet at mm-hmm. some point from somewhere right um, and then also if we really pay attention to all the stuff that's going around us we'll right now we'll go crazy, crazy. We'll go hell crazy. yeah so that's why i can't watch the news every fucking day it's just that's like don't watch the news. it's just like our, it's just like our ancestors when they they made the best of the situation man. right like on sundays you got to be off you got to go to church that's why you clapped you danced you go home you eat good yeah you be with your family because you got to deal with laugh, bullshit for the rest of the fucking week play spades all kind of shit <laughs> all right so the next one is jim crow yeah I, I did catch that one the first time I saw it. The when um, he's the imagery, yeah. Um, so there is a picture, of course, of the imagery, and then someone has a comment that says, "Shook by how fast I caught this reference. I haven't seen a Jim Crow picture in years." Donald Glover did not come to play with y'all today. Hashtag This Is America. And I think it was more of the Zip Coon Jim Crow. It was. It was. It was. It was. I don't even know exactly what that is, but I know that's the black version. The Zip zip Coon one is the more like, it's pretty much like the bougie Negro or the Negro Mm -hmm. who thinks he's better. So he wears like a a top hat that he dresses up, but he's still a nigger. The the Steven and Django Unchained. Yeah. Um, Justin Simeon, the filmmaker behind Dear White People, tweeted a love letter to this video on Sunday, breaking down its searing use of Jim Crow imagery. Jim Crow began as one of one of the first fits of white American culture to address his former African slaves and their descendants at all. Simeon wrote a minstrelsy. Wow. Just that just really blew my mind. Words words mean things I have not read in a while. A minstrelsy mainstay played by white men in blackface and sometimes by black men in blackface. Hmm. Um Yeah, it's a lot of also we need to start looking back at some of the images that these artists are <clears throat> are showing us because if that's an introduction to you learning about your culture, then it that's a, a wonderful thing. That's why I like the way the, the some some people in the game are trending now, but I think it's almost they're almost being forced to because a lot of the nineteen eighty five, the J. Cole's J. Cole's song, nineteen eighty five, where he was Bro, I love that. Me too, where he was addressing mumble rappers. But I think it's forcing the real artists to come out and really talk about our culture because a lot of things that J. Cole said in that song was too true and too real about that's how they expect you to act they want you to be tatted from your from your face to your heel you know what i'm saying they want to see you you know popping pills you know what i'm saying and that's because that's what they a lot of them a lot of them not all of them but a lot of them think outside looking in that's what it means to be black because that's what they've been conditioned but also we've also been conditioned to view blackness through a certain lens and to cast aside certain people if they don't don't have blackness that mm-hmm. like that that's like, what I loved about Tuskegee it, it definitely showed like the world you know what I'm saying Cause right. again, you showed the diversity of blackness because everybody thinks black is a monolith because you meet, <laughs> right. you, meet co- you meet continental Africans you meet uh, Caribbeans you, you meet, meet west west coast cats you right. meet northern other, Midwest, and you know what I'm saying other uh, southern cats that you like where are you where from, are you from? <laughs> I thought I was country right good lord where are you from <laughs>
I have a real issue with throwing that word out. Just me personally, and you, you've you heard me talk about it with Ye. And I think Ye is a musical genius. He is. He's so talented, but I think that word gets thrown out too freely. It does. Nowadays. I think it's a trend, though. We, we, it, it, it we speak in extremes now. It's either yeah. absolutes facts, or negatives. Right. Fa- facts, so you're facts, either facts. the goat or you're not. Okay. You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay. Y'all got to put, put the. We talked about that. The word. Uh, Charlemagne said he's tired of people using the word problematic. I'm like, yeah. We, that's just what we do now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it's right. People be using words uh, loosely, but Very. yeah, I mean, Very I still rare. won't. I will not deny that he's a genius, though. I'm not gonna say that this video and this song was the one thing that makes him a genius, right? And I'm not gonna say that this is the the thing that suddenly pushed him over. Like this person is trying to argue against what I will say that Charles Gambino is definitely a fucking genius. Like the yeah. way, just thinking about the show Atlanta, I'm not even caught up on this season, but there's so many layers to each episode. There, mm. that, that is, and very true. To write a show like that. I mean, and then for for us, especially as black people, to be able to relate to it as well, like, you have to be a genius to do that kind of thing. But right. to also be able to do that with your music, come yeah. on. How can you like, how can you deny that? Like, when I first got introduced to Donald Glover, it was, of course, through Community. Did you, you didn't watch Community? The TV show? Yeah. Like, he was Troy in it. I know what you're talking about, but I didn't watch but it. But he was... Like he was so good in that, and then also they were like he was a he used to be a writer for Thirty Rock when he was in uh, college. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that either. he wrote a lot of uh, Tracy Morgan stuff in it. Didn't know that. Like he's like this so is more things to add to his. And then decline. I saw his stand up, and like it just went from there. But like I think. We do use genius way too much, but I think if we're going to use it in this case, it actually applies. It does. Like I said, if he's not a genius because of, of the things that he's done to this point, then what the fuck is he? Right. I do think he's definitely on the cusp of that word genius. But like what I said, else would he have to I do, would, though, to get to... I, I would be more inclined to give him the genius title than I would Kanye. And I grew, you know, I love Ye. And I can I, I have to disagree with that. Things. But if we're talking body work, like you said, from the writing on 30 Rock. I have to disagree but, with that. All right, but all right. Here's no, no, the, just hear me out. Hear me out. The, okay. the, body, the body work from the writing. Then you come up and people don't even give, uh, what was his first album? It was on a 3000? Is that, is that what it nah, was? his first one was... It was with the pink cover mm-hmm. and his face on No, nah, that wasn't his first album. Not, not his first album, sorry. That album. Well, I yeah, that was uh, album. because of the internet. Because, because of the internet. internet. But his first album was... Whew, I can't remember the name of it. But it has like leaves on it. Okay, I, I am. I do think I know, but I didn't really listen to it. But because of the internet, if you listen to that and understand what he was doing right. with that... It was a movie script. Is basically what he was saying. And then right. if you read it, I mean, read it or, or listen to it from that point of view, then it really kind of ties in. That really showed me like glimpses and flashes of his genius mm-hmm. because that took some thought. It wasn't just like, oh shit, let me drop me some hot tracks over some hot beats. Like, nah, it was really some thought uh, provoking. You know, camp. Yeah. Okay. That was camp. it. It was very thought provoking at the end of the day. So 
I would be more inclined to put him in that. And then you come out, and Atlanta was the icing on the cake for me. But it, it really was. But we can't the, be prisoners of the moment. We have to also remember that Kanye has dropped three of the greatest albums of all time. But I'm saying, if we're looking at the whole, and not say, now I'll give him a musical genius, yes. But when, when I think of a word like artist, Gambino is an artist. Kanye is an artist too. It does like it doesn't have to. All right, we're, we're going like basing the whole like either or. We can't have perfectionist fallacy. Like we can't rely on either one of them is a genius and the other one's not. They're both clearly geniuses. I don't. But that goes back to the root of the discussion. Throwing out that G word. I just I still think. Uh, but I think that's a personal thing. It I, is. It but is. I don't think like the idea of somebody being like a genius is. I don't based on any like strict rubric. Right. It's different for everybody. And um with with Kanye you also gotta remember is Kanye broke down a lot of doors for somebody like Gabino. To to right. And he all He's been um, in the game way longer for one. And Donald Glover always gives him credit yeah. to that. And I mean, it just is what it is. Also, we're seeing now that time is setting on the reign of Mr. Kanye Omari West. <laughs> and I think that's part of why he's freaking out. Because he knows it's is it, what, like he's falling off. I mean, he has fallen off, but it's not, it's, not be, it's not because he's put out music that hasn't caught on. Right. Because we are still here for his music. All of us, right? The majority of us right now are like, Kanye is on some fuck shit, but I just really want to know what this <laughs> album is right. going to talk about. That's so, how you know, like, you know what I'm really saying? Dope. It's not like his music doesn't pique our interest anymore. That's how you know he's that dope. When you can go crazy, like, he's still he, out here fucking with literally up ass. here talking about slavery was a choice. And we're like, uh, let's hear about right. the music. <laughs> or, or let's be like, see man, what the music going to do. Like, I literally just stopped following him just because I was like, man. I'm just gonna wait till the album come out, and then I'm gonna see what's happening. Is that like, co- is that coonery in 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 a kind in a way? Yes, in a sense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, look, I, I'm a bit. I don't want to admit that. Okay, <laughs> I'm not ready to admit that. Also, I think. All right, we're just gonna. I'm gonna use this. Um, I think it's more so that I am just a music fiend. Yeah, that's what we're gonna rely on. Yeah. Okay. Not I wouldn't call myself a fiend, but I like to I like to digest the art of um, people who have mastered it, and I feel right. like Kanye has definitely mastered definitely. music. Like we said, awesome at lyricism, definitely musical production. Like his music instrumental moves me by itself. The um, all of the lights interlude still yeah. moving to this yeah, 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 day. Yeah. To this right. day. Yeah. I was gonna say to play that shit, but I can't come out. <laughs> right, but it's not. It's not <laughs> that that need to be the outro make, to this episode. I can't cool out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it's like, like I said last week. I mean, we it nothing can take away the moments. Like most of our high school and college years is set to the backdrop of Kanye's music. Absolutely, and that, that won't change. Somebody else said they were like, "Unless Kanye kick a baby in the face," <laughs> and we still gonna be asking I questions. Know, like, what was the baby like, doing? What the baby do? exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What the baby look like? But but you know what I'm saying. I really equate it to we give passes to people that we like. 
People that we connect to. Yes. At the end of the day. And I, I don't think it takes away, <clears throat> excuse me, it takes away from his uh, genius at all. But we can call it spade a spade. What he said and what he's been doing lately is really fucked up. Coonery, I mean, really I still is. think he's great. Coonery to the highest. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a little fucked up at the end of the day. But it's because like, he I like think that's that what it is. It's just it crazy that him. somebody who has that much, like, artistic, like, like, real hit, like, artistic merit, like, is really trying to get the attention of other people that aren't going to buy his records. You think all these conservative cats going to be really bumping some Kanye stuff? They, they don't care about that. Right. But, um, so, uh, someone tweeted this picture. And it says, no one caught the fact that at minute two and 13, a man jumps to his death. Yeah, I, I, I do remember that. that yeah. I do remember that now. It shows how we don't care about suicide in America yet are all in when it's a dance or a trend. This is America. Wow. Okay. Um, one viewer suggested the apparent suicide scene points to a pervasive mental illness stigma plaguing the African-American community. Mm-hmm. Does I the man jumping to his death that goes largely unnoticed because of Gambino's dancing serve as a reminder that suicide and poor mental health in the African-American community is being ignored? That is a good question. And I think the answer is yes. Um, The next one is viral videos of police brutality and racism. You mean modern lynchings? Right. Uh, In one scene, black teenagers use their phones to record the chaos unfolding below as their mouths appear to be covered by white material. Some viewers believe this to be a reference to the the rise of viral videos of police brutality and racist encounters to overcome the metaphorical muzzling of black people in a white supremacist system. Mm. Kids are seen recording everything on their phones, refer- referencing the use of live streams and police shootings as a means of documenting and sharing the truth. Gambino's lyrics state, this is a silly, this is a tool. Okay. Um... White horse, it's easy to miss the white stallion, which I did, galloping by in the background on the first viewing of This Is America. Upon closer look, viewers pointed to biblical references of a pale horse heralding the apocalypse, which which largely goes unnoticed by the characters dancing in the foreground of the video. Karen Civil, a social media and marketing guru, pointed out the specific passage from the Bible's book of Revelation. And I looked and behold a pale horse and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed with him. Which was represented by the police. Right. Um, traffic stop killings. It's a lot on this one. Since towards the end of the video, Childers Gambino dances atop a red car surrounded by other decades old cars. You know what? That's what I did. With their hazard lights part. flashing and doors open. Viewers drew connections to the black men routinely killed by police during traffic stops, including mm-hmm. Philando Castile. In Minnesota in 2016. You know what I actually thought it was? A reference to the Michael Jackson black or white video. He even does some of the same dance moves dance on top on of it. He did the dance moves did remind me of Michael Jackson, but I had no clue why they showed all the old cars. But now, if you if you think about uh, Scott, that was killed in um, South Carolina. In South Carolina, he was driving like a 90s BMW or something like. It was an older. BMW style car like that so now that does make a little bit more sense but like have you seen the full black or white video like the Mm -hmm. unedited one Mm -hmm. like they cut out a part they cut out the end of it because it was so jarring but Michael Jackson gets on top of the car and starts 
breaking the windows of the cars that have words like racism, sexism, mm. and he, like he's breaking them and he's like tearing shit up. And then at the end of the video, he becomes a Black Panther and then walks I off. I have seen that one. But like when it came part. out, it was like jarring and people were like, what? So they cut it out. Yeah. And like in true Michael Jackson form, he premiered it on Fox at prime time with the whole world watching. I think it was like a hundred million people watched it. <laughs> and yes. and then some people say that's when uh they started going after Michael Jackson when he started reclaiming his blackness. Right. Like in the Remember the Time video when it all takes place in Egypt and it's all black people. Mm, I remember that one. Michael Jackson had a lot of like black imagery and put a lot of black people in good situations. And then that's why like when people abandoned him, he fell back into the arms of the black community. Which I foresee happening to another person. Absolutely. Is uh with the same amount of greatness. Mr. Wiz, mm-hmm. Mr. Wiz. So, thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Kirby Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday. <laughs>